and we're back for the mad awesome show how's everyone doing here we still have uh or we just have a lot of people in chat right now it looks like tila how you doing man i'm doing good man i'm doing good are you i'm doing swell you're prepping our the last part of our uh, show today which is going to be about a lot about star wars celebration about the upcoming panels that are going to be happening this week along with the final premiere uh or the fir- final premiere i don't know the kenobi series is coming on friday <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was gonna say like that doesn't sound right. I know what I was trying to say, but it did not come out right. Oh, but alright, Tila, how's your week been? It's been good, man. Um just playing the game, focusing on GAC, getting more comfortable with uh 3v3 and um chill week overall though. So it's it's pretty good. Not like uh what two weeks ago? Yeah, we, we didn't really have anything going on this week. Like I I mean we you know of course we had three v three going on as well as the premiere of the 3v3 first order type pilot omicron how it was used but really not like no new character drops or anything anything really significant which is fine like it's it's not terrible to have a it's not terrible to have a week like that yeah no it's it's good and and, uh speaking of the omicron how, how are you liking it it's good um i guess we're actually we can just jump right into 3v3 recap here but i used it I used it once on defense in the very beginning, and I was up against a hyper, hyper efficiency player. Like, and the dude was good. Like, I, I don't. That's not like a knock on him. Of like, he doesn't play good defense or anything like that. But he, he just had a really, really, really good offensive strategy. Even against he went so he went up against both me and Emo, and Emo placed a harder defense than I did, and he still scored like he scored almost the exact same score in both of this. He scored like a twenty uh, sixteen or something like that. So. I think he might have Malik sold it because I, I put a Phasma down. I put Phasma, First Order Type Pilot, and um, as well as Xylo. That was the team I put down. So I think he might have Malik sold it. I don't know. But after that round, I started to take it on offense. Second round, I took it against a really, really, really fast Fin Fin Po team. Destroyed it. I mean, they had um, their... It was, this is Emos. It had a 340 speed... Resistance Hero Finn, and he was dead pretty much on the opener, so that was nice. And then we tested it against Gas in the third round just for funsies, and that was just a... Like, we were able to make Gas sit, but we weren't able to kill everyone. There's there's still a lot in Gas's kit that is very uh, anti-First Order, which we kind of saw that when he was giving even SLKR a pain uh, for a while there, but... Yeah, that's that's how I used him. You you got it right, Tilo, yes? Yeah, I got him too. The only bad part is I don't have Phasma Zeta. Oh. I was ready. I was ready the same team as you with uh, Phasma and OG Kylo because based on the conversation we had um, last podcast. But I, I really, really like it. I don't think I ever put it on defense. Um, I used it pre- pretty exclusively on offense, and I got to say, the foresight and the protection and the health recovery is absolutely disgusting on that team, especially with those two characters. Yeah, it definitely does help. It definitely does help a lot. And I think it was, I still kind of think, and I'm, I said this in my video about it. He's, he really wants first door type player really wants three friends. And I, I felt like, like he was able to make it work in a lot of cases, even to get star killer. It looks like, um, where yeah. they didn't have a specific weakness, but at the same time, um, I think, I think he's going to be better used in fives, but I also had the other thought this earlier today, I think, we're getting to the point where we have so many like just kind of broken Omicrons like Qui-Gon Jinn or Wampa or First Order TIE Pilot that one typically isn't enough to sway the entire battle anymore. 
Like, I made you went head to head and our rosters were identical, except for I have seven good Omicrons and you have six. Like, I'm not, re- like, it's not that much of an upper hand. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I, I think Omicrons stacked on each other. And um, depending on what you do, too, uh, if you go heavy defense with them or, or, or offense, uh, could really determine the battle. And, and the great thing about Omicrons, too, and especially the TIE Fighter pilot, uh, I don't know how you feel about it, but I really like this for pretty much any part of the game because it rewards people that invest heavily into the team uh, mod-wise. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it does so much for the team. Even if you have mediocre mods, you're still going to be hitting a benefit. But 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 it's good, though. A, a lot of good stuff with the Omicrons, and uh, I, I completely agree with you. I think you definitely need more than a couple Omicrons in GAC to, to really feel it. Yeah. Uh, it's, we, we have so many good ones now, but um, or something else I was going to say that you made a comment on. I forget what it was now. Oh, well, well, we'll skip that until we get back to there. But uh, yeah, so first order type of Omicron is good. Uh, not not like the the total end game, like going to kill everything, but very, very good. But OK, so we're, we already kind of dipped into my 3v3 recap. Gilo, how did your first round go? Uh, my first round and and this one hurt. I, and this is going to be a trend that I had a little bit with my week. But this one in particular, we, we went in there. We did really good um, at, at first on the ground. And I made, I made some little bit of wrong decisions just because it's 3v3, still getting used to it at that point, only being only four battles into it. And I cleared the bottom, cleared the ships. My opponent does the same thing. He struggled on my defense a little bit. But I get to ships and... I completely mess up with some of my attacks. Uh, for some reason, I chose to... What did I choose to do? I, I messed up with a Malevolence fleet, and I took the wrong sh- like a capital ship. I totally forget what capital ship I took in there. Oh, gross. But, but it, ca- it caused me to mess up, and we didn't get the full clear. My opponent won, even though we were ahead on banners going into ships. So that was a little upsetting. Kind of, kind of started this week off a little bit sour. Well, yeah, that one would upset me too because it, it's we're, we're gonna dig the, get this out of the grave for one more horse beating. Um, that one match that I had where we we lost because of the game crash. It's kind of the same thing. Like yeah. you didn't necessarily lose because of like poor execution or like your opponent outsmarted you in defensive play. It was it was just an owie like that. That yeah. that. I, I don't. I don't mean to like rub salt in the wound here, but that's rough, man. Like that sucks. <laughs> it, it ships, man. And and the worst thing is too. I've been working pretty heavily on ships that uh, my first order counter. Um, and, and the funny thing was, I one shot his executor, but it was Ooh. the other ships that messed me up. So is what it is on that fight. We ended up with the loss. So we're zero and one to start off the week. How was your uh, second round or my first round? Oh, first round. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> now you're good, dude. No, first round was really rough. <laughs> so like I had recently mentioned, it was actually wasn't too bad. It was like up against that hyper-efficiency player. And I'm like, okay, so I have five GLs and no star killer. I'm putting four GLs on the back wall. I'm going to put four of the five. I'm going to take one on offense. I know he places Lord Vader. So if I hold my care for Lord Vader, because I still don't have a Fennec, I can beat that, and I can probably just whittle down the rest of his defense and then just hope he burns, you know, one or two of his GLs in the front wall and he just gets stuck on my back wall. So my plan for me went perfectly. We whittled down his entire defense. 
we we full cleared him for terrible banners like garbage banners like i think we i don't i don't even know if we hit 1900 like it was bad um but then he goes in and he gets 2016 <laughs> and he he one shot so like it's like kudos to this guy like i'm not i'm not sour at all um just just a really really good efficiency player like we we tried to trip him up by by tempting him to use gls on non gls in the front wall and he just didn't and he he just wrecked he wrecked our front wall and back wall he almost got caught up on ships he didn't though he almost did but i mean almost doesn't win matches so yep i'm starting off on one as well <laughs> how was your how was your second match no, but speaking about your match a little bit, but you're in the monster bracket. What was your um, ranking going into this round? Oh, yeah, this this is the highest I've ever been before. I think I want to say I was ranked 326 or something like that. Oh, so yeah, that player, the hyper-efficiency one, 1,000 more relic than, levels than I have. So I think I have like 600... I don't remember my exact number. It's like 600-something. That opponent had, I think... 1700 total relic levels like it, it was just absolutely absurd um but yeah it, it was a good match <laughs> at least you gave him a run for his buddy that's awesome bro yeah i full cleared him i i was able i i still approve of my strategy even though it failed i just think he, he was too good of a player he was too good of a player to lose with the advantage he had but how was your second match chilo uh, my second match uh, this one i didn't get to stream this one I actually did in my bed because it was like super late you don't typically um, stream in your bed? No, no. That would be awesome, though. Um, I should lay one right here. But um, <laughs> that would be a whole different stream, just thinking about it. Um, <laughs> but this battle was was pretty straightforward. I did pretty much the same strategy. I changed up a couple of, of things. I've been really liking the strategy of the peekaboo defense, where you um, you talked about it in your, in your matchup, your first round, where you try to put teams in the front, and draw GLs, and then you have your GLs in the back. So basically, yep. I kept Obi-Wan Kenobi, I kept uh, Ray, Starkiller in that back zone, and in the front, I basically put Dark Revan, Gas, um, teams like that to, that are, real, are harder harder teams for them to get past, and uh, it worked out pretty good. This opponent only cleared two zones, the two front zones, and didn't clear the ships or the back zone, so I was excited about that. Um, my attacks, my attack wise, was pretty good. Uh, we only failed twice, I think, and a couple okay. of those were kind of trying out different stuff. I think I did Padme against Maul. Uh, I had tried it as a cleanup the match before. This fight was a lot different because they had Bokatan in there. I think if Bokatan oh, wasn't... the AoE dispel, <laughs> yes, the, if Bokatan wasn't in there, I think we could have got it done. Plus the protection recovery too. Bo-Katan mm-hmm. with that protection recovery is absolutely disgusting. Well, she adds um, she adds a, a base protection level as well, so your your courage is automatically like devalued. Yeah, I, I think if they would have put any other Mandalorian, we could have did it with Padme. Uh, even with me having Kenobi on the squad, he gets the five stacks right away. You, I'm able to easily survive that um, just because they're constantly assisting, so he's constantly getting bonus protection, but just having having Bo in there really caused me some problems. And I think the other fight that I failed on was a Ray. And um, that one, we just cle- we cleaned up pretty pretty easily. Oh, no, it was Lord Vader. I think my Fennec failed for the first time. So we had to go ah, okay. in there with uh, Troopers, which wasn't bad. Um, other than that, we did the best I've ever done in ships with the, the lineup that they put. 
They put Executor down, they put Malevolence and Negotiator down, and okay. we cleared it. So nice. I was I was, ex I was excited because I put my Executor down, I put my Negotiator down, and Empire for defense. So I went in there with First Order, got my Executor out, and then I believe I used uh, Rebels against Malevolence. We did fail on that one. It was an easy cleanup with Radis, and then um, uh, what did I do for the other one? I, uh, Malevolence against um, Empire, and we managed to get the win. So I was excited about that one. We ended up with the win, so right now we're one and one. All right. Now, yeah, I, full clear against that, especially the fleet, and that, that just reminds me of how how helpful Radis can be, like just for having to be able to have one cleanup. Yeah, and, and then not only that, too, both those um, sequel ships are just awesome. The First Order ship, I've really invested heavily into that one. I got my my Foo at R7 now. He's only a five stars echelons-wise, but that's been a real game changer for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I, don't, I think I'm going to commit more to that once I have him seven stars. I had him five stars this last week, but I still, I kept my, well, actually, we barely did fleet this last week. Yeah, so I'll get to that. I guess I'll get to that with my second match. Um, but we did. Uh, we went out. We went up against Emo Kid Skills, which is actually someone who's pretty commonly in in the chat, uh, both for my JC matches as well as the podcast. He's he's typically here, but I think he had a, he had a weekend away this one, and this is kind of a anticipated match for us because um, if, if you go into like the video requests on my server, you can see that a lot of people. Oh, there you are, Emo. <laughs> so he is here. See, I got we got matched up with Emo the second round. And this was this was really cool. And he said he said a really good defense. I couldn't see any Galactic Legends on the front wall, but I still I knew I knew just just who he is as a player and also um because of his history. I knew that he was gonna have a couple Galactic Legends on the back wall. I was hoping for just two. Um and so we, we got through his front wall without using any Galactic Legends. I was rather proud of that. However, we burned some pretty good stuff. Like, we burned Wampa, and we burned, I think, I think I burned my armor somewhere or something like that. Get into the back wall, and I, I see what he has, and I'm like, oh, we, we've lost. Um, both between his defensive setup and what I chose to take on offense, I, I was just like, it was, I'm, I was done. Uh, he put Starkiller. He put Ray. He put Lord Vader. He put JMK. I think those were the main four, right? Ray. So he had the three Galactic Legends, Star Killer. I can't remember what the fifth team was, but I'm not sure how relevant it was. Uh, no, it, it was. Uh, Did he say Lord Vader? He Lord said Lord Vader. Vader yeah, yeah. Uh, so he had Lord Vader, JMK, Ray. So the three best, the three best Galactic Legends in three v three. I think. Yeah, I, I'm comfortable saying that. And then, because he put, he has a really nice comp for Lord Vader that has Maul and crew. And then, yeah, he had the dash team. The dash team was a little bit less of a concern. But pretty much as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, we're, we're done. And I think my offensive strategy was also kind of dumb. Uh, I took, I t I've been taking Lord Vader on offense sometimes for threes. And I, without Maul, I haven't been able to kill that much stuff. Like, I'm pretty sure he just kills C. Like, I don't know what else Lord Vader without Maul kills, because I we thought he killed SLKR pretty well, but the results have come back on that, and it's not very good. Um, so I think I think that was really poor planning on my on my part. I should have taken I should have taken JML on offense, but even even beyond poor planning, I mean it was it was just a really good defensive wall. 
because I think I was missing something else. Like, even if I had JML on offense, I wouldn't have been able to beat it. I'm trying to remember. Oh, we burned. We burned GBA on his front wall. We used Geos versus Bam, which in the moment felt really cool, but totally screwed us because the only way that, or the, the best way that C can beat JMK in threes is with armor and G, and uh, GBA. And we didn't have him. So that, that much completely threw us off. But I mean, it was... It was good. I mean, Emo's a really good player. He does have a he does have a really good roster on top of that. Um, I'm I'll be happy to lose Tim. I I just I don't want to face him in three v threes again. Um, I, if we if we ever go again, again Emo, I want five v five. Same with Kanak. Like I went against Kanak Kanak a long time ago, but it had to be three v three. So it's Mary J. We did that exact combo and it did not work. So it, it might work in some circumstances, but again, Emo has. Really good mods. He probably out mods and out relics me on that specific team. So, no, no, his roster was absolutely insane. He had the the teams, he had the mods, really, really good stuff. And then he had a game plan too. Uh, it, it, it's kind of crazy. It, it's a person that watches your stream constantly, knows the, how you play. Of course, he had a really good. Game this plan. is a person who helps me. <laughs> yeah, so of course he had a really good game plan. Um, no, but he he did an awesome job, and uh, you guys both did pretty good. That was really cool to see the the geos against the dam. I, I know you were debating that one for a little bit. This is actually a, a stream that I watched. It was really good. Oh yeah, so I yeah, if I if I had but 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 it wasn't just this. These losses don't make me feel that bad. Number one, again, he's no. a good player, but also like it wasn't close. Like let let let's say that I did save GBA for that for that one battle and C got to kill JMK and I saved my JML to beat one of his other Galactic Legends so that SLKR could beat Ray. I would have still have lost to Starkiller. <laughs> and that that, yeah. that that would have been game right there. So I um yeah I it was a good match. How was your second match, Tilo? Uh third match. Oh third we're, match, we're sorry. Off. There we go. <laughs> we're, we're both off this one. I think we're synced up uh, now. Exactly. <laughs> no this one was um, this was a better not I want to say better fight but not better fight. Um, we go into it. My opponent attacks first. He clears basically my front all my character zones. He drops two battles and uh, he leaves fleet for last. So he's waiting for me to see what I do and then depending on what I do, he's gonna go into fleet. So I start the stream up. We're already having troubles, difficulties on the technical end. I don't know what happened there, but uh, we do pretty good on character wise. We go in there with our Fennec. That's our first fight against Lord Vader. He does have Maul and World Guard on the team. I think Vader was R9. Maul was like R8. And we beat it. I was pretty excited about this one. Nice. We use the we use the Fennec, Grief, and Bam. That's been a super killer team for me. And um, I was excited about this one because my opponent going into this one had a lot of relics and high relics on his characters. And uh, just a big overall account. He even had the Inquisitors at R7. So, so he had a lot of physical advantage. Um, after that, it allowed us to go into JMK, use the SLKR and Zombie and Daka, took out that. Uh, we went C against uh, Starkiller, took out that. And then um, we just proceeded to go throughout the, the rest of the roster. And um, did we drop battles? I think we only dropped battle on his Ray. We used JML. And for some reason, I didn't go straight after Ray when I should have. I, I did the sides because I was a little bit scared that armor was going to put the best guard onto Ray. Well, what was the exact great comp? It was armor and armor and um, Hoda. 
Yeah, Is okay. Uh, yeah, it's, it's becoming the most popular comp right now. It's good. Are you, are, are, what's it holder? That's what I put on defense. It was L3. L, oh, so, okay. Still, huh. solid, still solid, but not the best version. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was a little bit scared of armor. I didn't want to deal with that armor, Ray, Beskar nonsense. So I wanted to take her out. Costed us the loss right there. And then we just went in there with our um, JK, JKR with some uh, with some Jedis. Managed to take it out. And then we get to ships. So at this point, I'm 50 points or 50 banners ahead of my opponent. So I'm like, okay, we're doing good. We see our ships. He doesn't have Executor down. He doesn't have Negotiator down. And he doesn't have Malevolence. So you would think this would be an easy setup for me. What well, were the three that were down? <laughs> Uh, he had because like finalized and rebels are easy mode. Yeah, he had um, empire. He had empire's um, decent Hope, rebels and um, the resistance. Okay, so not the best one. So I'm seeing this and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be an easy dub right here. I just gotta execute and my dumb self because b- before they introduced second sisters um, the ship. First order could go into Empire and take yes. it out. Yes. Yep. 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 And for some reason, I didn't process that she's in the team. He has everything else, <laughs> and uh, I got just whacked right away using my first order comp. So that caused me not to get the full clear. So I went in there, cleared the other two ships, but we didn't get the full clear. My opponent went in. He had pretty much all the best ships for offense, and he still dropped the battle on my executor, but. We lost because we didn't get the full clear. I was so heated. I was like, we were up by 50 banners. All we had to do was just clear. doesn't matter what banners we had. Yeah, no, because when he told me that, I'm like, yeah, the only one that's difficult there in his empire. But again, fleet, it is so merciless right now. Like, same thing as your first battle. You make one wrong move, one mistake, and instantly you just can't full clear. And the sad part is, it doesn't matter how good you do on the ground. You can do one shot everything but as long as they get the full clear on you you lose so that's something i'm going to be working on um i get excited for ground and and tunes rather than ships i i just got to tune my brain to get excited about ships learn the different counters learn the cutting edge of what's basically happening on fleet that way this doesn't happen to me because it seems like it's a trend that happens to me a lot <laughs> at least you're at least you're able to learn from it though yeah. And uh, what about you? How'd your round three go? So my round three was interesting. Like, I for, also, for the record, I don't hate these type of matches. But essentially, my opponent, he looked to be a very good player, very good roster, etc. You know, he had everything, 500 more relic levels, more army strong. Um, but on top of that, he, um, he was just taking the month off. <laughs> I can see this in his past history. When I, cause when I compared all of his rosters... He had the second highest risk rating of everyone. The first highest risk rating being the the guy that me and Emo fought, and he. Uh, but yeah, he he did one battle every single match last week. Got his participation crystals, pieced out. I saw that he was doing it this time too. I was like, all right, so we'll get some good practice. Let's take a lot on offense. Let's try some of these non-GL counters. And sure enough, we we opened the board um, for this thir- this final match and the. <laughs> it was the fifteen best teams. <laughs> it was all the Galactic Legends. It was Darth Revan, it was Gas, it was Starkiller, CLS, um, I don't remember, all, Maul, he, he just left everything. So it was really good. We did we did a lot of two shots, 
Um, we got C. It was really this was really fun. We got C down with a combo of increasing the cooldowns, bounty hunters to one shot to shoot off Malik, and then Wampa to clean it up. That was fun. We we had to multi shot Ray, but that didn't feel good because we were burning Galactic Legends as we did it. And then um, we learned that the Hux Sith Trooper does not work against with first door type. It doesn't work against gas. I think I already mentioned that though, just for reasons. But yeah, I mean, it was fine. Uh, we we got to practice a lot of stuff. I got through two walls. I got my winning crystals and called it a day. That that's good, <laughs> especially up there with that type of roster too. I, I saw the beginning of this fight. That guy had a crazy roster. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the the, the bracket that me and Emer were in, everyone had everything except me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the relic levels varied because even with emo, the 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 guy that went against me and emo, he had. 500 more relic levels than even emo so that's i mean it it just kind of shows you how crazy this stuff gets up on the higher end yeah that's absolutely insane so so what was your end your end result you went one and two one and two but one of my win was a pity win so call it whatever you want <laughs> a, a win is a win it don't matter how you get it <laughs> yeah again there's there's no almost winning so i guess i'll take it yeah, no, so I'm at one and two as well. Um, I'm still salty about mine, but the one good thing about going one and two is that I might actually get um, matched up with Ice House. Oh, cool. So that's going to be cool. So a little guild on guild of action. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious if I, I don't know, I, th I, don't know, I think Emo's going to take the rest of the month off, uh, but I'm curious to see if we could actually get matched again, because I think we both went... So he wasn't playing much last week. He only played really versus me. So he also went one and two. So I think we might have a very similar score. I'll, I'll have to see how that. We'll, we'll see next week, I guess. But all right, that settles the 3v3 recap. It felt weird doing that first, but I'll, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. We're on to leg day now. So let's go ahead and get that going. Let us talk leg day. Important it is. How do you think I jump so high at my age? All right, Tilus, what do you got for us? What are you working on for this next week of GAC? Um, so for the next week of GAC, I'm going to be working on my Hux. I need his mods up. I need his speed up. I'm going to be really gunning for that counter with the Hux, Lobster, and First Order TIE Fighter for Star Killer. So I need to have that dialed down. Um, we'll see what ends up happening. That's probably going to be a big roster movement for me just because the type of mods that I'm going to have to place on him. And other than that, uh, we're working on Bad Batch. We're pretty close. All we need is Echo and um, and Wrecker to Relic levels. Wrecker is about two pieces away, and um, I need to finish the stars on Echo. So that that's going to be really good. I've been loving the team even as a low-geared, uh, uh, as a badly-geared batch, as you would yep. say, with your, with your series. It's been really clutch. That team is taken out a ton of stuff, even in 3v3, that shoot away above its um, gear level. So I'm excited about that. Um, and as a result of that, we're actually going for Lord Vader. So I'm only four tunes away for Lord Vader. I started putting gear on Embo and gear on my Tuscan Raider. So once those guys are Relic, plus uh, Wrecker and Echo, we'll be ready for Lord Vader. I just have to work on relic levels at that point, which is probably going to be a long time. <laughs> That's a lot of relic levels. It is, man. Like I, Lord, I felt Lord Vader 
he definitely everyone says but he did the most damage to like my my relic inventory out of everyone it just it's it's so much because it's not it's not even just like a one or two characters it's across the board all of them are higher relic levels like he's, he was the first gl to not have an r3 requirement yeah and, and that's where i'm at right now my relic levels are absolutely trash like my first the first relic salvage i don't have anything and i can't really even like salvage anything so what I need to do is really kind of force these guys to relic levels and just start farming my what one B, so or one B or one D, I forget which one, to really get that uh, salvage back up. The other ones I can deal with, but that first one is is really bad for me. Yeah, the one that's creeping up for me, I'm not there yet to where I'm running on E, but it's the second one. I think it's it's not the car, it's the the bronzium wiring. The bronzium wiring is the one that I'm low on. Right, I'm, I'm getting low on. I, I can already tell. I think. I have enough to get through Starkiller and maybe one or two other characters, but then it's out, and I'll, I might actually have to start diverting my energy to farming it. Yeah, that's where I'm at, too. Those bronzium wirings are are freaking garbage. I hate those things so bad. I'm like, everybody wants like um, the gear changes to come. I'm like, CG, just give me some more salvage. I don't care if you give me G12 gear. Just give me more salvage so I don't have to deal with this. Uh, I thought, yeah, it's always going to be a crunch. It's uh, Yeah, it's always there but yeah, but yeah that's pretty much that's pretty much it for me i was gonna see how's your leg day going what you working on dude my leg day is like stay at home leg day um i did like i'm, I'm gonna i'm the same as you i'm gonna move around mods i'm gonna see what i can do with this huck sith trooper first order type pilot counter i'm just i feel like i'm really gated behind relic levels i don't know how much r5 sith trooper is gonna do against everyone's r8 star killer i'll try it I'll see if it works, um, but I'm not I'm not 100% common. But I'm going to move some mods around. I'm going to get Hux faster, and I'm going to get try to get Lopter some more offense. But that's pretty much it. Like, I haven't... I'm in, I'm, I'm in horde mode right now for Starkiller. Because I'm really tempted to start working on Raze Rex, but I've got Starkiller coming in less than a month. So I'm going to have to do him. I'm going to have to do Marjade, because she's the last wreck. I'm going to have to do Vesus. And then Fennec is almost seven stars too, and I don't I don't want to sleep on her. So as yeah. soon as she's seven stars, I would like to get her to relics as well. And then in, in less than two months, Malgus hits, and I, I I need to have everything ready for him because I already have the rest of his team ready. So I'm really not doing anything. I'm, I'm hoarding almost everything. I'm hoarding gear. I'm hoarding relic materials, and I'm hoarding uh, Omicrons and Zetas. So. I think I think it'll be fine. I'm just not going to be able to touch anything for a minute here. Yeah, that's where I'm at with Omicron and Zetas as well. I'm trying to hoard for Malik, but man, you got to get Fennec. Fennec is such a monster. Yeah, and I, th I think I can honestly. Like if I, if I just cool my jets, I don't try to go and blow it on something dumb. I think I'll be able to get her up as soon as I can. <laughs> I think we we both went to comment on that. <laughs> Sugar says, I wouldn't mind sleeping on her. <laughs> Talking about Fennec. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, no, Fennec's an absolute monster. I, I, I really enjoyed her. Um, I definitely want to get her a little bit higher relics to probably to R8, but like like I mentioned earlier, relic levels are are at a low right now, and I need to save as much as possible. But I, I need to, too, get, get into that, um, that mindset of starting to hoard for Malgus. Because that's going to be the worst feeling in the world. Get yourself a Malgus and you just don't have the gear to, to put on Malgus or the Zetas or the Omicrons. That's going to be pretty tough. 
Yeah, I've, I've been okay about the Omicrons and only giving them to like very specific characters. So I already have two right now. Starkiller will get one in a month. And then I'll have, I think I'll be able to give Malgus at least two right out the gate. And he really, really looks to be the, he looks to only really need two. He might be able to use three, but he, need, he needs two. So I think I'll be, I'll think I'll be good there. Good there. I have like seven Omicrons right now, but the only good thing is it feels like, um, seven like mats or seven applicable Omicrons. No, no, no. no seven mats. Okay. They, I was going to say, like, Tila, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm buying every Omicron pack. Not just playing. Um, not I only have seven mats, but the good thing is it seems like we get it maybe what one a month. It's oh, I, I have. haven't done the raw math, but it seems to be one a month. Yeah. So it, by the time he releases, I should have two. So hopefully, uh, if if I don't, that's gonna feel tough. Yeah, yeah, it is. But right, cool. So it looks like we're mostly in our way into whose kid is it anyways already. You ready for this, Tilo? Yep. You asked me first, because... Dude, I gotta start listening to the podcast on the weekend, because I've been listening to it, like, one day after, and I'm not retaining anything. <laughs> of, of who goes first? And... Yeah, like, who goes first? Like, even how many points we have, like... I apologize, but the points I currently have on the screen, they might be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all, all I know is I'm down. So, whatever you want to put me down by, it's probably right. Okay. <laughs> All right, so you're you're gonna give it to me first this week, is that right? For oh, also, no, oh, I'm giving it to uh, you. Yeah. Okay. All right. So for those of you who don't know, we're gonna play whose kit is it anyways? Where I give Tilo and vice versa a kit description or a ability description, and he has to know which character it belongs to. So Tilo, you got chat covered up. Let me cover it up now. All right. You ready? I am ready. I had to pull up yours real quick. Um, okay. This faction's allies have 50% defense, and other allies gain half that amount. This faction gains protection over time, 5%, for two turns whenever they're critically hit. Oh, my God. Okay. So, defense... This faction's allies. I hear defense, and I automatically assume um, Clone Wars Chewbacca, even though it's not Clone Wars Chewbacca. Um, fifty percent defense. Uh, yeah. So this this faction's allies have fifty percent defense, and other allies gain half that amount. And they have protection recovery. Uh yeah. So it says this this faction gained protection over time. For two turns, whenever they're critically hit. Gosh, this is probably wrong. Is it fives? Yep, it's fives. Oh, dude, nice, Tila. Good job. Yeah, I was trying to think of a lead because um, yeah. you did one last time, and I'm like, they're like. I'm trying to find a hard one. Fives is actually does have kind of a reputation for being really good in like some very specific circumstances, but it's been a while since we've actually used one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So two points right. to uh, Tilo. All right. Cool. So little, little redemption for me. Now it's good. All right. Especially I think, Oh, no, it's the, my, I'm up this week for the bonus one, but okay. So let me get chat covered up. All right. You're All good right. to go. All right. So 
This one says, deal physical damage to target enemy and inflict speed down for two turns. If the enemy was already inflicted with speed down, attack again. Um. <laughs> I already picked this one, all right? This is not even on life purpose. Okay, so I've got I've got one character that came immediately to mind. Um, I'm really glad I closed my phone screen that I was reading off of, but... I was like, I just got to commit at this point. This is five <laughs> basic, right? This is five basic. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to commit at this point. I was sitting here thinking, I'm like, I know, like, so Rucker has one that's really similar where it gives, like, speed down and he attacks again, but I'm pretty sure it's it's uh, dependent on target lock. But that's funny, man. Oh, that's good. So, so question. Um, did you did you know Five's lead because you picked that and you were looking over his kit? Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. The five, the five lead, no. Okay. I didn't look at his leadership because I was I got burned from leadership last week. I was like, forget leadership. We're not going to do that. <laughs> okay, that's. Oh. I mean, I feel like that was that was doomed to happen sooner or later. At least we didn't pick the same exact ability. Oh, that would have been tough. I would have definitely been on the ropes. But I was like, I'm not going to pick another ability in what, like three seconds? We just got to fully commit out right here. No, nah, I mean, that's, that's funny. That, that's, uh, that's, that's good comedic value right there. Oh, yeah. I was like, hopefully it's so close that you start thinking about other characters. But I couldn't keep it together. <laughs> that cool. Now, you, you did a really good job on keeping a straight face until you read it. Uh, uh, even when you started to read yours, and once I said five... I started laughing because I was like, oh, I know it's coming. I just started laughing. I'm like, I, and I really started to rack my brain. I'm like, does it do anything else? I'm like, no, I don't think it does. Because I, I know he's like a bunch of like random synergy with Echo, but I think it's all in his unique. All right. So um, once again, whenever we play Whose Kid Is It Anyways, we also, we do one for each other, or apparently just one character this time. And then we take one kit description from a viewer that you can post in our Discord chat under whose kid is or in my discord channel whose kid is it anyways make sure to check out the link if you're not already in the discord please do go in there and post that it's a great way um for interaction it's honestly just really fun so i'll go ahead and pit my discord there in the chat and this who's up this week i don't even see who it was this week oh it's lab monkey and this one's mine right because i did i did the first one you did savitar i did kb you did braille so i yeah i'm up for the lab monkey right yeah i did it last week Ah uh, yeah, last last week's was Jedi Knight Guardian. <laughs> I don't know how you pulled that one. That was freaking amazing. freaking Brill man. Only Brill will do that. Kadok <laughs> still trying to set me up. All right, um, <laughs> so let's let's go ahead and cover up chat. Oh, so Kanak made a comment, and I think I know what he's getting at. But let's, um, so I'll, you have chat covered up, Tilo? <laughs> I do. All right, so let's go ahead and see what Lab has for us. Yeah, this there it is. Great. Yep. I don't, I don't even know if I would read this out loud. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not reading this out loud. <laughs> if you, for those of you who want to know what's in the chat, um, <laughs> go into the Discord and look for yourself, because I, I'm not reading this on the podcast. Um, it's a great song, by the way. Um, <laughs> is that? That's um that's What's-His-Face, right? Um, um, Andy Samberg with Justin Timberlake? Or am I think is this a different song? Are, are there multiple songs about this? No, 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 you're thinking of the right one. <laughs> I was like, all right. All right, so shout out to STB500 for making a real question so me and Tilo aren't screwed here on stream. You're the real MVP. Also, Lab Monkey, you're all right. 
All right, so I'm, I got my chat covered back up. You got yours covered up? Yeah, it, it's covered up. All right. Okay. Um, Shoot. Deal physical damage to target enemy and inflict buff immunity for two turns. That's it. That's really simple. Oh, man. Deal damage to physical target enemy. Deal physical damage to target enemy and inflict buff immunity for two turns. Trying to think of buff immunity. Yeah, I don't. I just don't because you're you have a chance to steal. So I don't know how much. I'll just talk a lot. I'll do what I always do. So JML <laughs> has it, but he has a bunch of other crap in his kit. SLKR has it too, but he has a bunch of other crap in his kit as well. Um, yeah. Basta has it, but she also has a stun. This has to be an, this has to be a really old kit, I think. Because there's yeah, a lot no. of char- there's a lot of characters that'll do this and they'll do this on multiple moves though. Like they'll have multiple things in that move. Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't. I got. I don't have anyone coming to mind. Yeah, this one's tough. It's so ba- the the super basic and lean ones are always the hardest. The Jedi Riven has it, but that's on a mark. That's indispensable as well. Deal physical damage and inflict buff immunity for two turns. You know, I do think of one character actor that does this. I don't know if he does anything else, but I think he's the only one that comes to mind. Yeah, I don't. I don't think of anything else. It's a really old kit. I've got a guess. Um, I think I'm gonna go with it because I don't. I don't think I want to rack my brain for anyone else. That I think also does the same thing. So I'm gonna go with first order tie pilot uh, for his special. I'll, I'll see if I'm right. I'll let you know if I am. Okay. Oh no, I'm wrong. Or at least the first order they calls it assist, huh? No, it, I don't think it does. Oh no, the special forces calls it assist. Yeah, special forces. I want to see I want to see what first order typo is to see if I got it right. So I didn't get it right. So now you have a chance to steal for two. Um I think you're in the same vein, but I'm gonna go with regular type pilot. No, but it's night sister oh. initiate. Oh, I could have just opened it. Dang it. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Okay. So it's Night Sister Initiate. I honestly, I I wouldn't have gotten that. I I was actually pretty okay with mine. So so the first order type lots is deal physical damage to target enemy and inflict offense down for two turns on a critical hit. If he has advantage and inflicts buff immunity health down. Okay. So first order type lot does a lot more stuff. Night Sister Initiate. Dang. That's they're really going coming out of the what's the what's the phrase the woodwork. woodwork. Is that is that the, is that the right expression? Really coming out of the woodwork yeah. with some of these characters, like Jedi Guardian and uh, Nicest Initiative, those are hard. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. Uh, and then, of course, our favorite Jahani, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jahani Ju- 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 was so dirty, man, because, like, so Initiate and Jedi Guardian, I would say that the two of them are kind of made to be kind of crappy. Like, CG knew what they were doing when they made those two, to those two characters. I don't think they made Juhani with the with the intention that she was going to be a bad character. Like I think they really wanted her to be good. A hundred percent. They were all hyped up. Didn't Juhani just get released by herself? Yeah. She I, came out with Candorous. Um, but yeah, any it's. I think she all she ended up being was a catalyst for everyone to get Darth Revan. That's all she ended up being. Yeah. But okay. Um. That's. 
So no bonus point for anyone. So we both get our twos on this one. Okay, so we, we did okay, Tilo. We did okay. Yeah, this is probably the quickest who's kid is this anyways. <laughs> yeah, these are starting. I think these are starting to go a little bit faster. We're getting a little bit more... I think a little bit more confident with our with our guesses, <laughs> whether whether they're right or wrong. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. So now we have a new segment, and this new segment is brought to you by Gladiator because he asked. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're, we'll put this in the Discord afterwards, but we're gonna start taking podcast questions. If none get asked, that's fine. Like this isn't. This isn't that big of a priority, but if you do want to ask a pod, uh, question that you would like us to answer, game-related, lore-related, whatever, uh, that'll be an opportunity to put that in there. So, But this week, we already have some questions. I'm going to steal, I think, two from chat for us to answer, but we'll start off with Gladiator's uh, questions in here. So I'll go ahead, I'll pull that up, because he actually DM'd me these. So, uh, Number one, Tilo, for you. Do you feel like 3v3 stretches out our rosters more than 5v5? even if we need 26 less characters? That's a good question. Um, that's a really good question. That's a really good one. And I 100% agree that it does not stretch out our rosters enough. We need, definitely need more teams on defense and more teams on offense. I'm a, I know Gom talked about it on the Jedi Academy, but I'm 100% in agree, agreements with or agreements with him. I, I think we need more teams. Even for me, I don't have Lord Vader. I don't have all the teams up and running. It seems like I always have teams left over and that's with multiple shots and putting a pretty solid defense down as well okay so yeah you, you're on the side that it doesn't strat it doesn't stretch it enough in 3v3 yeah, but what i will say though it, it, it's not like that for everyone i think this is something that they need to do with the first couple of kybers maybe one and two other than that they, they should leave it alone but but for kyber one kyber two Maybe even not Kyber too. We need to have those a little bit more buffed up. Yeah, so th this is kind of a separate point, but I do agree that Kyber. I, I, I'm fine with just Kyber one. Kyber one needs to be separated off in its own division in the only sense that it needs to require a different level of teams than the rest. Like I've been a very, very big fan actually of triple fleets, but only in Kyber one. I think in the other four, especially the bottom two or three. Yikes! Like that. What? What it? You should not ha be having people who like so like the, some of the accounts at the end of Kyber One. They've got like eleven million GP. I know people that have like four million GP are in Kyber Five, like completely different rosters. That they should not. I don't think it should be the same expectation. I think that should be one of the one of the realities is if you are good enough to get in Kyber One, get ready to place down like you know four fifths of the characters that are in game. And, and you know what? I, I think that's something that CG might have to address is maybe shorten the different leagues in Kyber. Uh, maybe they should only have one or two. Maybe even you could push it maybe to three. And I think three is a stretch for Kyber or make a new tier. But um, I, I think having five leagues in Kyber is way too much because you're adapting as everything for a blanket for Kyber. But I don't know. It, it, it's It's tough. Yeah, uh, so but I'm just just as far as the divisions go, or not really the divisions go, but as far as team placement goes, I don't I don't like the players in Kyber Five are are placing the same amount as Kyber One. Um, but to answer Gladiator's question, and again, I think this might be specific to 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 our rosters. I do not think that three v three stretches the roster at all for me. I kind of like you said, I'm 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 able to like multi shot a ton of teams, and I think what what is what is happening 
is not only do I feel like it not stretches very much, but the OP characters, pretty much Galactic Legends and Starkiller at this point, they're elevated to a higher level than they are in fives. So like I can I can have like five A plus teams like Maul, Gas, etc. Ray's gonna beat them all. Um, like I I can throw as many of those teams. Her her power level is elevated so stinking high. Um, and I think that can kind of be said to a certain extent about all the Galactic Legends and Star Killer. So it really it really kind of changes things. But yeah, I don't I don't feel like my roster's being stretched at all. And I'm I've been at a pretty big disadvantage this last week, but that's kind of besides the point. And then another thing, too, is with the introduction of Omicrons, you're basically making teams out of characters we weren't using. For instance, yeah, Qui-Gon. There are, there are more teams yeah. now. That's true. Yeah, yeah, Qui-Gon. We weren't using Qui-Gon before. We weren't using this uh, First Order TIE pilot, even Wampa. Yeah, you would maybe use Wampa here and there, but not to the extent that we're using them now. It's just the Omicrons has introduced more teams um, there's just natural more teams as well with the introduction of different characters. I, I think it's just all at a boiling point to where we have way too much in Kyber one. So the second one isn't a question, but I guess I'll read it anyways. Gladiator suggests for our away games, and he's referring to our match with the Gambit, I think. We would need we need to start picking things from the Inquisitorious faction. And yes, everyone will know it's them, but how many of you will know which one? So just to address Gladiator's thing right now, this is actually, when we when we go on these other podcasts, like we went on H&N and we went on the Gambit and we played the game with them, we specifically told them that Inquisitors were not, at least at this current time, they're not allowed for the game just because they're too new. And it's really like, no one gets any benefit out of really knowing what they do until the Grand Inquisitor comes into the game. I, I think it low-key kind of hurt me in my last fight in GAC. Uh, when it gets the Inquisitor team, they were all at R7. I'm like, um, I don't know what any of you guys do. So I just threw Han and Chewie at it. <laughs> yeah, so I, I came across one in my last match, and I threw Nest at it to find out what happened. I learned, I don't know anything about their kits, but I do know that Seventh Sister has Irresistible Days. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, so and that and that doesn't even go... So this rule that Inquisitorious aren't allowed for who's Cadet is anyways isn't even directed at the Inquisitors um, because they're bad. That's not really the point. The point is that they're just too new for that to be a relevant thing for everyone right now. So they'll eventually make it. They'll eventually make their way into who's Cadet is anyways, but not currently. Yeah, no, definitely. Okay, so we do have two other questions that were asked since we started the stream. I'll give it to you first, Tilo. Farrell asked at one point, what is the squad you think that Malgus is going to go into? And we've, we've addressed this before, but let's go ahead and address it again and see if your opinion has changed. Um, I think Malgus, you can get away with using Darth Revan in three V3s, right? Uh, you can give us both. I, I think you meant for fives, but you can give us both. Okay, so for three V3s, it would be Darth Revan, and I'm, I'm thinking Bastila. That way you can have Mal- Malik by himself, use it for soloing things or making teams a little bit harder on defense um for five fives we're gonna want to go in there with the traditional team but um, throw a little bit of wrench in there and throw in um, your talent because talent's going to be a great addition to that squad so it's basically going to be malgus dark revan um bastila and I, I think i wanted um marauder instead of malik but right there that's that's the swing position you could put Malik in there maybe for extra survivability and also the addition of fear. But 
I think you definitely want talent on the squad because every time they're going to be hitting Malgus, you guys yeah. get TM. And then at the same time, he's going to be taunting. So if he dies, he gets to be brought back. So that's going to be a really good addition to that team. Yeah, I agree for the most part. I think, yeah, I actually think I entirely agree, actually. Darth Revan, Bastlashawn Fallen, and Talent. I think all of them are going to be musts and fives. And I think... The last one is going to be debatable, though. It, it might be dependent on the enemy team or if you do offense or defense. But I could see it being set, Malik, or Marauder. Um, I, I think that will change on the counter you're using it on. Um, I I really like the idea of Malgus being the only tank, but at the same time, I don't think he taunts super well. Like, the only has, like, two no. ways to do it. And, like, it, it really sucks to have to choose between hitting Malik, who's going to fear you, or you can go ahead and hit Malgus, who's going to get a bunch of bonuses because of Talon. So I don't, I think it might end up being both of them. Or it might be set. I don't know. I, I honestly, I think, I, I think set gets moved to the, the Sif trio for, because you're using Talon. And um, I think for defense, Malik is going to be more of a viable option. It's going to give you that extra survivability and that extra protection against some of the counters. But I think if you go on offense, I think Marauder is going to be your answer because that extra offensive punch. And you mentioned it. What about 3v3? Um, I, I think it's going to be Dark Revan and Bastila. I, I think they have the best synergy with him. Uh, a lot of control power right there, especially on defense. So I... Okay, I don't... The one thing that I've, I've, been in, I've found interesting, and I think it's probably even the correct move... Even at the very end game, a lot of people are taking Malak to solo things, not for banners, just because even a Malak solo in threes is still beating really good teams. Um, So if you're doing that, you definitely should be putting the two of them there. But if you're still wanting to hold on to the the Darth Revan, Malak, Bastion falling on defense, I still think it's very good. It's it's health for me. Um, I'm curious as to what like a Malgus... Uh, who would be the I, Malgus Talon? Definitely the two of them, because she stealths and he taunts. And then the third one, I think Marauder loses a ton of viability without Darth Revan's Frosty and Bastashan. So it might be even like something. Oh, you know, it'd be really gross. Oh, oh, this is a lot to ask, but Sith Assassin. Oh man, I'm, because, I'm not gonna have Sith Assassin. Hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. Both Sith Assassin. And Talon are constantly wanting to be stealthed. So even if Ma- Malgus sucks at taunting, he's always taunting. Yeah. You're always <laughs> going to have to hit him because the other two aren't an option. Yeah. And Sith Assassin does some cool things. Like she gives the everyone turn meter. She has yeah, a that, shock. That extra speed that she provides is nice. Yeah, it's true too. I don't know. Oh, man. I so it's a big ass. What? I'm sorry. I don't know if that has enough damage, though. Yeah, we'll have to see how much... I mean, they do have a bunch of added mastery. It's just going to come down to the question is, like, is is Malgus and Sith Assassin going to kill JML? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I see it more as a defensive team, and the reason I say Dark Revan and Bastila is because if, if you take one of those off, you, you don't really have a place for them by themselves. Because Dark Revan without Bastila becomes really easily to beat. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that beats it. And even on offense, too, like he needs Bastila. He needs that extra help. Mm-hmm. And and then with Mal Malgus or Malik, 
you take him for offense and you have a, a potential solo viability or you place him on defense with another team and you make that team just a thousand times harder than what it would have been. So I don't know. I, I think it's going to have to see what it d- provides on offense or defense to really kind of see what he does. But I think it's going to be, it's going to come up to that. Yeah. I, I'm curious about the, the Sith Assassin. I don't know if I, if I would gear ki- character up just for threes, but I might, especially because she's an older character. I wonder how she would be at Relic 3. Anyways, all right. Now you got to be thinking. I'm like, oh, no. You're going to end up making me gear or watch. Yeah, we'll see. All right, so that was that was Farrell's question. And then, so I can't find it because it was at the very beginning. But Prime Force, and he, I don't, he might have asked it as a joke, but we're going to take it seriously. He asked about Gar's Omicron. And I think this is kind of interesting because I thought about this earlier today. Um, do We don't have a single good character with an Omicron, do we? Besides, um... Besides the new characters that came out. Like, they're not going back and giving GMY an Omicron. Um, no, they, they 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 give some of the other characters Omicrons. Like, it, they they gave it to Mace. Not, not the new... To... Oh, okay, yeah. Are you saying a new character or an old character? An old character that is also has been good for a while. But Gar, Gar hasn't been good. I think I might have confused you my wording. Basically, what I'm saying is we have yet to have a a character, in my opinion, a character that has been good for a really long time um, and and an older character. So I I think Gar really fits the mold. The only thing that's really complicated about Gar is there are too many. uh, I think there are too many moving pieces with Empire right now. I honestly, they need to make a, sub, a subset for Gar, and they need to introduce Pre Vizsla. Pre Vizsla is a super important character to the Star Wars lore. Okay. I'm really surprised we don't have him. We have Gar Saxon, but you're not going to give us Pre Vizsla. I, I love me some Gar. I, I really liked his performance in, in Rebels and in the end of the Clone Wars. He's a really cool character, but Pre Vizsla is the man, especially when you start talking about some of the 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 characters in death watch he is the leader he's death, of watch. death watch exactly like he's the first guy we see with the dark the dark saber we make that a big deal that the dark saber is awesome but he's the one that was introduced with it we need this character in game and i know a lot of people and it no shade to escape podcast but you guys want hondo give me <laughs> pre vizsla way before hondo he's way more important to the star wars lore yeah, I do. We need another character with the dark saber in game. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you don't give him the dark saber, he has all the tools. He's a Mandalorian, and not only that, he's a warrior Mandalorian, the leader of the warrior set. This guy knows how to fight. Interesting. Yeah, I'm because I'm, I'm trying to think of where he would piece in because. What it seems like Siege has been doing recently is they've been just trying to fill holes, and there really isn't a hole for that. Like we have, we have a good, a really good Mandalorian leader. Um, but the thing is, is yeah, Maul's a really good Mandalorian leader. But if you ever want to use him with Lord Vader, what happens to all those other Mandalorians? They don't do anything. <laughs> exactly. You put Bo-Katan I- on defense, and she gets sixty-five. <laughs> Yeah, so so by introducing another Mandalorian leader, it's more advantageous of us to actually put Maul with 
Lord Vader, and that's what they originally wanted anyways. I guess that's fair. That's a fair argument. I don't know. So, I, I, just selfishly, I want him. And then you throw an Omicron on Gar, make him a little bit better, introduce the leadership. That could be a nasty, nasty team. So what what would Gar's Omicron be? If if you could invent one right 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 off the right off your head right now, what would it be? Oh man. Um gosh, that's hard. Um, it wouldn't have to be something. Say, say you introduce Pre Vizsla. Once he dies, he gets a big old boost and becomes the leader of the Mandalorians. <laughs> I don't know. That would be cool because he's one of those characters that constantly wants power and is always looking for an opportunity to seize it. So, say your leader dies and then Gar becomes the pseudo leader and he boosts his own power in the process. Okay. I don't know, because that, that's the only thing to his his character-wise. Other than that, I, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure what he would do. <laughs> I would be curious if they... This is kind of weird, but what if they did something with his basic? Like, it currently, it currently just like applies speed down and reduces the cooldown of his, of his, of his AoE when they're, if they already had speed down. If they gave him something really, really like obnoxious, like he was constantly um, something kind of Shatterpoint esque, like every single time he has some of the basic, they lose like ten percent critical damage, or ten percent offense, or ten percent crit chance, or like ten percent accuracy, or something really crazy like that. And then you take with Maul, and Maul calls him to assist five times, and they get stuck with that. Um, <laughs> Stacking per hit, that'd be absolutely disgusting. well. What if it, what if, yeah, what if it was accuracy? Like they get like ten percent less at negative accuracy every time they get hit. So when Maul opens up and they all hit him, that character is essentially just not gonna hit for the rest of the round. Oh man, that might be too dirty. I don't know if they do that. <laughs> it, the the only issue is it would be oh no, it wouldn't be too. It wouldn't just be too strapped to Maul because Bokatan calls assist right with her lead too. Right, they have like a random chance to assist. I think even Armorer does, too. Oh, yeah, because Armorer... Well, Armorer... I don't think her lead does, but her special is a call to assist. Her special has the call to assist. Her, her leadership's only bonus protection, huh? Yeah, it's really lame. That's fine. Um, yeah, I think that would be kind of cool. Or even if if you do that, maybe have he assist per basic so he almost a little bit like candor candorous so imagine all the multiple attacks <laughs> yeah I, I could see that that then they could do they would just be as unique i kind of want a basic omicron but maybe i'm asking too much here yeah that'd be cool all right so that was our podcast questions um so if, if anybody has any podcast questions just hop into the discord and put them in there you can't do it like right this second because i haven't put that channel in yet so it doesn't exist <laughs> but it'll exist in like a half hour uh, so, Tilo, why don't you go ahead and lead us in? We have a lot of news coming up for the Star Wars Celebration Week. Why don't you lead us in this now? All right. So, we got a lot of stuff coming out for Star Wars Celebration. If you guys saw me in the beginning of the chat, you saw me writing down a whole bunch of stuff real quick. So, they announced the panels for Celebration. So, we got to see what's going to be happening. Uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about it with you, see what you think. Um First things first, we have uh, Lucasfilm uh, Studio Showcase. So this one's going to be really interesting. 
this one is going to be talking about basically all their upcoming shows and all the upcoming thing projects that they've been working on. So we're going to see a little bit about Candorit or Candorus. We're a little bit about Cassian Andor, Obi-Wan, okay. of course, and um, Ahsoka, and, and a couple of the shows that they've been working on. Um, how do you feel about that one? Do you think we're going to see some sneak peeks and some cherry leaves for a couple of these? So when when is this exactly the first showcase? And is, is this before Friday? This is going to be the first uh, pa- major panel that actually gets streamed. To and this is going to be Friday. Okay, it's going to be Friday. So I don't. So cool. I'm I, I'm excited for it. I'll definitely look into it. But I think they're going to be really hesitant to push anything less than Kenobi right now. Because we, we've kind of seen this pattern both with Star Wars and with Marvel with their new series, is they really try to take it one thing at a time because they don't want to steal the spotlight of the other show. Uh, like, like, we didn't see any Kenobi trailers at all until Boba Fett was done. Uh, so I, I I don't know I don't know if we see one. I don't know if we see one. They might because the two episodes already be out, so I guess the trailer is, uh, thing is already dead, but I don't know. I, and you know what? I, I really think we maybe get an Andor trailer during this, uh, just because Andor seems like it's the 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 one show that's not getting as much love as it probably should be from all of these. And um, we've already seen some stills. We see Mon Mothma with Cassian Andor. We've seen a couple of little stuff here and there. So it looks like they're almost priming us for a trailer. And we've already had a little bit of a backstage trailer for Cassian Andor. So I could see us getting maybe a story trailer. Yeah, I, I can see them doing that. And it's... I don't know how I feel about Andor in general. Because it feels like Rogue One didn't have... I, I, I'm excited for it. I'll watch it. It'll probably be great. But I don't think that Rogue One had enough time to marinate for fans to really, really like want this. And maybe I'm wrong. Um, like I, I think Rogue One was a fantastic movie. Maybe even arguably the best Star Wars movie ever. Um... But like these other series, like like Boba Fett, like without commenting on the series itself, like that was that was something that everyone would have been super excited to see if you heard about it. Or Obi Wan, Obi Wan has probably been the most requested series or movie ever since the the prequel trilogy ended. I don't, I just, I don't know. I don't know about how excited I feel about um a, the Andor series. If I really like, if I would be excited to see the trailer. You know what I see? I see that kind of mindset a lot. A lot of people aren't excited for this one. But Not I think bad. this is probably good. This is no, you're good, you're good. Because this is how you feel. But I really think this is gonna be one of the best TV shows for Star Wars. This might even be up there with Mandalorian season one, just because of not only the the character itself, Cassian Andor, you think about it, you're getting a Jason Bourne um type character, an agent, a guy that obviously doesn't have um, the force, but he's gonna be in that same ruthless. Mm-hmm. 007 style type character we already see how ruthless he is in rogue one in the beginning minutes of the the movie imagine his him as a tv uh show what they're going to be able to do and not only that but um how i always forget his name the actor's name but he is an awesome actor i don't know if you ever saw the narco series no but i heard that he was in it bro that 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 series was fire he, he was really, really good at it. And he's done a couple other uh, movies and TV shows. Really, really solid actor. And I think if you give this actor some real screen time, he's going to really chew it up and really be a, a presence on screen. I, I think I'm, we're going to be really surprised as a whole 
for that series. All right, I'll I'll side with y'all. I'll keep my um my reservations about it, and I'll I'll try to come into it with an open mind. <laughs> He's just a cool character overall. I say this all the time, but the man used to be a separatist, so so you're already right. dealing with some some difficult stuff in his past. But all right, so the second major one is going to be Light and Magic. So this one's going to be really cool. Uh, we're going to see um, basically all the different effects that Star Wars is using, probably the volume. Oh, that's the volume, right. The volume is basically, we saw it in the background, um, the episodes or the bonus episodes for Mandalorian and Boba Fett. It's what they're filming. So we're probably going to see a little bit more information about Ooh. that one. I think that's cool. Uh, this may not be everyone's cup of tea, but I like seeing all that stuff. Um, the I thought those were really interesting. Gonna... Those um, I, I I don't think I watched them all, but I think I watched the original one on the Mandalorian, and like that was really cool. And it's really kind of it's awesome how, and I'm just saying this part because I'm a fanboy, but like how much uh, um impact Star Wars has always had on the world of like visual effects, like from the original trilogy to the prequels. Uh, and now even to the Mandalorian, like they're they're constantly making advancements in this stuff, and we always kind of get we get to be the first to dip in on it. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, in light in light and magic, they're constantly pushing the edge too with different technologies, and that's basically what Star Wars does in general. From from like you said, the prequels, they were doing stuff with CGI that's never been done before, like Jar Jar Binks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so we're constantly seeing new stuff with them. Um, the next panel, the major one, is going to be the 20th anniversary of Attack of the Clones. So you and me both being prequel babies, basically. How do you feel about this one? Oh, so okay. So I'm I'm happy. I'm going to try not to be a douchebag about this, but like we we get all of like these special celebrations for like the the 16th anniversary of some random video game I've never played, which I'm fine with the Kotor characters. I think they're great. Um, but like the Phantom Menace had its 20th anniversary, and nobody said anything like it just went like totally unknown and now like attack of the clones is coming up on it too and people are just kind of like eh, meh i don't know so i I'm, I'm excited for it um as a as a prequel fan but kind of miffed that our game doesn't care about it as much you, you know what it was i think it was uh during the pandemic that's why they didn't really get into the the, the phantom Menace. they per, for sure they would have had a lies a deception <laughs> I was trying to make you feel better. I know, you're good at that. So so the next one is going to be a Mando Plus panel. And this one's going to be really cool because not only is John Favreau going to be in there, but it's also going to be with uh, Dave Filoni. And they're going to be talking about not only the Mandalorian as a whole, but the Mandalorian universe. So we're talking about Ahsoka. We're talking about um, all the shows that are going to be tying up to there. Same thing with Boba Fett. That sounds fun. Yeah, so I'm excited about this one. We may get announcements for possibly a new show, uh, new characters that get introduced to the the universe they're creating with the Mandoverse. All right, next one's gonna be Bad Batch season two, or season two panel. This one looks really cool. I'm excited for this one a lot. Cool. So okay, so do we are we gonna finally learn something about Bad, Bad Batch season two? Do we know anything about it already? Uh, I don't know. They haven't really said anything about Bad Batch Season 2, but the big thing is um, I, I think we possibly are going to see a trailer to this. It, it has its own panel. It, they're going to be talking about it. If we don't, probably maybe a teaser, if anything. 
which I think is going to be really cool. Okay, I can get on more with that. Yeah, I would really like a teaser, especially because like we already we already kind of know what Bad Batch is doing, and it, it, that was yeah. There's I don't know how I feel about this actually. But, like that was kind of the one of the cool things uh, about the the Boba Fett series is that it gave us kind of this midway for the the Mandalorian of what was going on. Like I wouldn't hate knowing kind of the direction of where Bad Batch season two is going. And it's really cool, especially for us in game. Um, it gives us another opportunity to possibly get Crosshair into the game. Yeah. A couple, of, a couple other characters, too. I wouldn't mind Bad Batch it. Omicron for TB. <laughs> get ready for it. Oh, gosh. Please, no. Give me a GAC, Bad Batch. Imagine. <laughs> All right. And next one is going to be um, Hunters. So this is going to be the next mobile game that they're going to have. Oh. Um, Bounty Hunters? No, it's the the almost a little bit like Fortnite. They they had the trailer maybe a couple months ago, but they're going to be doing its own panel. It's actually been in, um, I think it's like open beta right now. But right. They haven't done their official launch yet. So how how you feel about this one? Are you going to be playing it? It's another another Star Wars mobile game. I don't I don't think I can do another mobile game. Um, as much as I love Star Wars and I I love games, I. They're 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 just too constant. Um, and I, I love Galaxy of Heroes. I do, and I'll, I'll play it probably until it dies. Um, but I can't I can't do two at the same time. I think this one I'm gonna be actually try this one out because it's gonna be more of like pickup style. So you can go in there, do your match. Maybe it's like twenty or ten five minutes depending on the match, and then you can get out real quick. It's not gonna be like SW or uh, Galaxy of Heroes. Where you're constantly tweaking mods, you're constantly evolving your roster, and you have to constantly be on top of your stuff. This is going to be more of like a pick up and go type of game. Yeah, I think I'm making excuses at this point, but like I've never been huge on those games. And I mean, I think I maged it age wise. Um, yeah. But like I was never into Fortnite, and like even I think the closest thing that would have been similar to this that was kind of pick up and go was Call of Duty. And even then, like I wasn't, I wasn't super into that. Oh, man. I'll, I'll still play Call of Duty. I was playing Godzilla and King Kong the other day. <laughs> All right. Um, and the last major panel that they're going to have, other than their closing ceremony, is going to be Tales of the Jedi. And I'm really excited about this one because this is going to be um, animated shorts. I said this the doing. sound, this gives me Visions vibes. Yes. So, so I think this is going to be really, really cool just because it's going to be able to to see more stuff about the Jedi. And I'm really interested what era they're going to be choosing. Are they going to be choosing the High Republic? Are they going to be choosing the Galactic Republic or maybe even further into the past or in the future? So I think this one has a possibility of being really interesting. Do they have to? Do they have to knock themselves down to one era? Because Visions did everything. And, and that's what I'm saying. That's what I think. It's going to okay. be short. So it may be multiple episodes, maybe from multiple time zones. Okay, time okay, zones. okay. But yeah, I'd be, I'd be down for that. I, I, I really liked Visions. Um, just, just because, like, it wasn't something... I felt like there was no pressure to it. It didn't have to be good. It just had to be entertaining. And that I think that's that's good to have every once in a while. Yeah, and speaking of Visions, too, they're actually going to have a panel just on Visions as well. It's going to be a look back at Visions, which gives me hope, too, that possibly maybe we see... Um, more more stuff in visions maybe a season two mm. i really enjoyed it i think it was cool having something that with different stylized art 
that's not connected to canon to where the directors can really kind of go wherever they, they want. They can be done with it. Yeah. There's they, a couple, they can there's, be stupid. Oh, yeah. It's not an issue. Yeah, there's a couple of those that I really didn't like, but there's a couple of those that I maybe maybe we get a season two and expand of that story. Like for instance, the ninth Jedi. I think that would be a really cool to have yeah, a yeah, second part for that. Yeah, some of the, some of them could really use a part two. Um, some of them had really good setups for that. But I, yeah, I would take new ones as well. Oh yeah, and then obviously we got a couple panels that are going to be really cool. It's going to be in their um, Star Wars celebration. So they had this last celebration where it was in the middle, wide open for everybody to go see. But um, they had the the C three PO panel, so the actor would go up there and um, Anthony Daniels talk to the crowd, give little interviews. Um, they say had the same thing with. Um, Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on her name. Ashley, um, Ashley oh. Eckstein. Yes. So the the, the voice to Ahsoka. Ahsoka, she she had her own. She's doing a couple other ones as well. I'm glad that she's still involved have, in things. Yeah, me too. I, I really like her. And then they're also going to have um, um, Darth Sidious. <laughs> I forgot his name. Ian. Ian McDiarmid or something? McDaniels. Oh, or, uh, yeah. I think it's McDiarmid or something. It's not... I could probably look this up. Oh my gosh. I feel like a noob. McDermott. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce that. <laughs> so McDermott. He's <laughs> so he is, last time he did this, he already had did this previously, was a really, really cool thing. The guy's really, really animated when he talks, and especially about the character of Palpatine. So always going to be cool. Um, other than that, the basically just little things here and there. They're going to have High Republic. They're going to have a Lego one, obviously, because of Lego Star Wars, uh, Toys That Made Us, and also a look at the audiobook. So they're going to be showcasing Dr. Aphra and the Tempest oh, nice. Runners, which is going to be really cool. Sadly, this is going to be one that they stream, but we may get a little, little peek at it. So hoping for that one. And also one that explores like the books and the comics. So a lot of interesting stuff coming out of um, Celebration. I'm excited for this, man. Uh, it'll be good, too. And I'm, I'm glad. I, I, I've i already mentioned this several times, but I took a day off work, so I'll actually be able to enjoy some of this stuff. And it's also, I didn't realize this when I took the day off. It's also Memorial Day weekend this weekend. <laughs> yep. So it's a pretty long weekend. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm probably going to be working, but you know I'm going to be listening to the the Star Wars streams while I'm working. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it, though. Yeah, it's going to definitely be a good one. All right, Tilly, you got anything you... Um, uh, actually, thank you for listing all the panels and stuff. I, I learned a lot in there. I'm, and like I said, I'm excited to see where some of these things go, and especially for the trailers. Like, that's that's typically what everyone is going to end up seeing at the end of the day. Yeah. And then, and then also for you guys that, like, collect, like, uh, collectibles, they're going to have tons of stuff. So if you know anybody that's going... Definitely take a look at. They're gonna have a lot of exclusives and a lot of like really really cool stuff, like Funkos and whatnot. Funkos, lightsabers, um, uh, articles of like armor and stuff like that. They have the list on StarWars.com. So if you want to check it out, they have the digital store as well as like what they're gonna be selling exclusively at the celebration. Man, I gotta yeah, I gotta look into lightsabers at one point. I want to get something for a setup here, but that's that's completely different, different story for a different day. But all right, cool. 
I gotta go re-rod, uh, re-rod, remod my roster now. Or remod <laughs> at least two characters after this. Me too. Sif Trooper and, and Hux. They're gonna get some major love right now. I gotta get, I got an offense there on this, uh, Sif Trooper. But alright. Guys, have a good one. Uh, as always, stay mad awesome.